0: Welcome to Let's Be Frank with Eric Reese. topics we want to talk about and topics we don't want to talk about revolving around college. All right, welcome back to Let's Be Frank. My name is Eric Reese, and I'm here with uh, one of my co-workers, Alejandro Campos. Say hello. Hi, everybody. I just wanted to uh, get it going with our first official episode, or is it episode two? I'm looking at my behind-the-scenes tech girl. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh so uh today's topic uh on let's be frank is going to be about first gen and their parents okay so alex you think you can talk about that
1: yeah i think i can talk about some first gen kids and their parents
0: so uh, a lot of people a lot of people sometimes are confused in regards to first gen like what what does first gen mean you know things like that um and so let's clear that that up first what what is first gen
1: so, uh, so first-gen students are essentially students whose parents did not receive a bachelor's degree. Uh, some international students feel that they are uh, parents, you know, may have a degree from outside the United States, but uh, here within the United States, a first-gen is technically considered a parent that does not have a bachelor's degree from the United States.
0: Okay, so with that in mind, first-gen, uh, when it comes to going to college, technically speaking, they don't necessarily have in their direct family anybody that's gonna anybody that can really help them by saying, Well, this is this was my experiences. They might have experiences in a different country, they might have experience from a different family member, uh, extended family, but but essentially for these cases, uh they don't have like for instance, I'm a first-gen. Uh I'm a first-gen student. I was um my parents are both from uh Mexico and and they did not even finish high school for that matter. Are you a first gen?
1: I am not a first gen. I'm technically a second gen student. You're... Which which means my parents both have a college degree.
0: Great, great. So I, a lot of a lot of stuff that we talk about involves revolves around first gen. Um everything that we try to do uh, at least here where we work uh we try to revolve on, revolve around what exactly would the first-gen population think of? Um, and we do that because we want to make sure that we get all the information uh, out there correctly, as correct as possible. Uh, we don't want, we also don't make assumptions on on uh, what what people may think about college or may think about a certain program or, or anything like that. Um, so that's all first-gen. First-gen is, is trying to figure out How do I even go to college? How do I even do this? How do I even pay for it? Things like that. But this today is going to be specifically about their parents, right? First gen parents, my mom and dad, you know, I just a quick story, really quick. Um, When I decided to go to college, it wasn't until after I graduated high school. And when I went to when I went up to my parents, I think it was around June. I, I went to my parents and I said at the dinner table, I said, hey, so. So I'm thinking about going to college. And you know, most people, my, most of my friends, I think, that when they said, said that I think they're going to college, first of all, they're much younger uh than se- after senior year of high school. But um most parents, uh, I would imagine were like, awesome, where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna study? You know, those kind of things. My parents didn't know how to react. Uh in fact, my my dad started tearing up. Uh and and in my family, you know, dads don't tear up. Uh, I mean, now that I'm a dad, I tear up all the time. But uh but my uh my dad started tearing up and I was just like, okay, forget it. I don't maybe I don't want to go to college. And and he was just like he was just like, No, no Mijo, I just I just don't know how to help you. I don't know what that means to go to college. If that just means that you just go choose whatever school or or how much it costs. We haven't saved any money or anything like that. So if you can figure it out, figure it out. And that's essentially, that was my extent to my parents' experience as to uh, trying to help me go to college. I had an older brother. He had a child when he was 16, my niece. Uh, So he went straight to work after high school. So, and it was just the four of us. So, and then the five of us with my niece um, growing up. So I didn't have that, that, uh, go-to person. I was already done with high school. So, and I really didn't have a good relationship with my guidance counselor or anything like that. Um, but when I got to college and I got here, um, I went to the University of St. Francis and i just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the campus environment, fell in love with college culture. I fell in love with all of that and trying to reiterate that to my parents like this is what i'm gonna this is what i'm doing you know uh you remember alex when we have like our classes you know they're they like end at like what time
1: i mean it all depends it depends on the classes you get usually we're done by if you're good at your schedule about two one o'clock
0: yeah it really depends so, yeah, when I called my parents at like one o'clock and when I called my mom and, and I said, hey, what are you doing? And my mom's like, what are you why are you calling me? Like, Why aren't you in class? Like we're spending all this money trying to get you to go to school and you're not even in school. I say, no, that's not what it's like. Right. Um, the, other th- the other thing I wanted to point out uh, with my parents specifically is that the understanding of what exactly a college experience is versus a college degree. Um, so my degree is in accounting and finance. And about three months before I graduated college, I decided I don't want to be an accountant. My parents, not knowing any other experience, they were just infuriated. They were like, what do you you mean you don't, are you gonna quit school? I'm like, no, I got three months left before I graduate. And I said, but all that work just for nothing? Like you can't, now you're not gonna be an accountant? Like now you're not gonna make any money? Things like that. I said, no, 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 it's not about that. It's not not like that. Now working in admissions, uh, we try to talk to parents about, like, um, I don't know, Alex, if you have any experience talking with with these kind of parents, but I always have to try to talk to them about, it's not just about the degree, it's not just about the money. The money will get there.
1: The The money will come when I usually talk to parents. I give them my experience. So my degree is in political science with a concentration in public policy. My original goal was to get into law school. I got accepted into a law school, but then finances, because I was would technically be the first person in my family to go get their like a doctorate degree or a professional degree, so they had no clue what I was trying to do, and I kind of missed the ball there, so things kind of fell through on that. But I fell back on my degree, and I'm like, well, I really don't want to go into politics. I kind of don't want to do the law thing, and I found the job here in admissions. And I start seeing what my degree entails the same thing. So it's really teaching the parents that, you know, no matter what your degree is, you can always find it in something else. You can use your degree in other areas. So that's what I like to try to talk to parents. Look, just because we're a liberal arts school, all these classes they're taking is very important for their future career, regardless of if they go into the actual major itself. Because you need to have these different things
0: and i think that's one of the things that just with, with sometimes with our parents it's just trying to trying to gain their trust that that we're going to be able to take care of them it's not just a degree that gives them the job uh we're not going to college to do the job right we're trying to go to college to what to learn about ourselves uh to try to figure out what we love in life you know and what uh um
1: Exper- experience people that you may have never met the, for the first time in your life. You could have been like myself all the way up through eighth grade. I was in a private school with 12 other kids the whole time while I was in school. Go to high school, and now I go to public school, and I have a class of 800 students. And then I come to St. Francis, went back to that smaller private setting, but I still felt like I got the chance to meet different people. You meet international students. You, get, You get a big cultural awakening when you get into college that... You really don't get out in the workforce.
0: Yeah. And, and some people, I, I know I've met a lot of parents that would say, you know, well, what does that have to do with getting the job, right? And that's, you know, that's one thing with my parents, you know, them, them coming from where they came from. If somebody had the opportunity to go to college, it was to get a job. It was to do that. And here, we don't, that's not what it's all about. Yes, of course, it's some of it, but it's not what it's all about. You need to be able to learn how to react in the real world. you need to learn how to act in front of different cultures how to respect each other and things like that and that is all a part of being able to advance in life at least at least that's what that's what we think um but then there's this this other part okay so there's there's going to college and then there's i went you know they we they went to college, but then there's that during college right um I mean how many people do we know that that wanted to participate in something both alex and i are, are an advisor for a um for a club you need those vamos alcanzar. and there are so many people um in that in that club or that would be a, that would want to be a part of that club that are first gens but they can't come they can't come because they because we meet on thursdays at nine o'clock at night and when it comes to to that to a type of family, it's like, well, why are you in school that late? You know, um, I talked yeah. to lots of people. Go ahead. I
1: say, yeah, I mean, even for myself, like I didn't know the that college that college part of it experience because my dad, when he went to school, he's a first gen student, and he worked two two different jobs while he was going to school. So I never heard that part of college. My mom worked two separate jobs when she was on campus too. And that was for her own experience. She really didn't get too involved with any clubs either. So I had no like no school cultural experience in in that sense. And even for me, my freshman year was I woke up, went to school, went home. That was it. Like that was my entire cycle. And so when I finally started getting involved, I started staying on campus. Like more and more, my parents said, "Why are you doing so late?" And like. I mean, I mean i'm calling you I'm, and yes, like, like what, what are, are you, you doing? doing like where am i at? What are, <laughs> what are you doing and like i slowly started being able to connect to like okay well you know what like this is this is how i'm learning this is like this is where co- true college takes place is after the classroom when you're meeting with your peers and i think a lot of parents miss that part because a lot of them may have didn't get a chance to experience the club aspect to it like getting involved those kind of things,
0: and I'm sure when when you talk about those things, parents are still wanting them to do it. Mm-hmm. They want them to have that experience and things like that. It's just sometimes when it comes when it's in the moment and they're like thinking about like what can my son or daughter do. There are times when I meet with families and like in the middle of my office, like they think I'm the different type of counselor, like that psychology counselor, <laughs> and, they, and they start they start arguing with each other and things like that. And sometimes I have to interrupt and and uh, and I, it's it's always the not always, but a lot, there's a lot of times where like the parent is, is like, well, when I was your age, I was trying to do this. I was trying to do that. I was trying to get a job. I was trying to like, you had to do it. You had to do it. You had to do it. Right. And then they're questioning their son or daughter, the student as to like, why aren't you doing that? Or why can't I see you like doing those things? Um, and, uh, And whether it be first gen or immediately second gen, things like that. But what I try to tell people, uh, like my parents, my dad came over to the United States when he was 16 years old. He had to grow up real fast. He had to learn how to take care of himself. He had to learn how to handle his money. He had to learn how to uh, learn English, you know, all those things. And he had to do it fast uh, because he was living it every day. I did not have to do that. I was probably doing what he was doing at 16 exploring the world and trying to figure that out. I was doing that during college. I was doing that in my late in my late teens, early 20s, uh so much later than 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 him. And uh so when so I have to remind parents sometimes uh one parents have to realize that or have to remember what they were like at that age, right? Um. Sometimes students don't talk to their parents because, uh, first gens, they're they're like, "Well, I gotta figure this out. I got. I talked to my my guidance counselor, and they told me I need to do this. And the parents at home trying to figure out, like, what? Is, Where are you at? What are you? Yeah. What's going on? What are you doing? How come you're not telling me anything or anything like that? And the student is more than likely thinking, "Well, I don't want to overwhelm them. I know they don't understand this, so I'm not gonna do it." Um. And the parents thinking it's like. Well, I'm trying not to get overwhelmed, but I kind of want to help. But they're not talking. <laughs> so, like, what do you do? And, and and so when we do that in the office, and and when I get them to understand that part, I say, one, understand how you were when you were a child, maybe even a couple years younger, because you might have had to mature a little sooner than what your child is maturing to. But that's that's not because it's bad. It's not because they're not maturing later. It's just that you as a parent. And we should congratulate you. You as a parent have been able to give them the opportunity to not have to worry about those things so early in life, like I, they did.
1: And I think a lot of first first gen parents really forget that they forget the sacrifices that they made to get their student to this to this very point. Because I think all families, you know, want to make sure their child gets to gets a chance to go to college. And I think a lot of families forget that because they just see their own hardships like i had to work four jobs i had to do these things to make to make it work and they want their kid to go through the same thing over like i want you to work four jobs just so you can get a chance to go like you have to do these things and i think a lot of parents forget that sacrifice because now you know for you at 16 i'm gonna go do what i want to do in high school and i'm ready for college okay let's get into college right yeah
0: yeah well i would say sacrifice sacrifice in a way that that uh they forget that sacrifice comes in many different ways mm-hmm. it's not just that they have to work four jobs maybe they maybe this student had to take four ap courses right and and all that and they have to work hard for that uh, in order to get college credit things like that some of the things that a lot of parents don't realize is that the more experience a student can get the, the more likelihood that they can, one, get more scholarships, get a better chances at getting into college. Uh, they don't understand that, um, you know, I had one time uh, a family talk to me about that their student was too busy with the play. And like, what, what is the play going to do for them if they're going to go into, into nursing? Uh, they didn't come to our school, but, they, but we were able to help them find a school that actually gave them a theater scholarship and still go into nursing and do theater as an extracurricular. And like that helped, you know, and a lot of people don't understand that uh, that a lot of this ties to money. And a lot of people want to help out these first gens um, uh, and all that. What would you say, Alex, the, the best advice you can probably give uh, to people? Uh, well, three people. The best advice you can give a first gen student, the best advice you can give a first gen parent and the best advice you can give to somebody working with that population
1: man hitting some good questions today uh some advice i would say for the parent is just remember that how hard you worked to get to your child get them to this point and think about what they're doing now because they don't have that barrier you you basically open that playing field for them to get to right where you're at. Remember, remember those things, and you know, take a chance to listen when they start talking to you about college. Listen to them. That's probably the hardest thing is trying oh, to trying dude, to listen and then not interrupting. Yeah, exactly. Listen. Let them let them explain to you what college experience they want, and work together because you're gonna. You both—it's a learning moment for the both of you because this is the first time they're doing this, and this is your first time. So the better you listen and learn from it.
0: Here's here's an example of uh, of a kid I I used to I used to help. He's graduated from here already, but uh, it was a family that um, that he was the first gen in the United States. Uh, the family was getting their degrees out in the in a different in a different country. I believe it was the Philippines, and. Um, And if this was a medical family, so like everybody was nurses or doctors or things like that. And the mom really wanted his son to go into nursing. And I remember speaking to the son and he's like, he's, you know, he's just kind of there. We're talking about it and and he has good grades and all that. And I just saw his face and he's just like, I just had to ask him. It's like, what? You okay? What's the matter? He's like, I just not excited about this major nursing. Said so, okay, well, what's the major you'd want to go into, and uh, if you had to choose? And he said, I well, I, I love drawing. He absolutely loves drawing and loves creating, uh, things and all that. And and his mom started laughing, and I'm like, well, what's so funny? And she said, well, she you know she explained to like well, what is he going to do with drawing? Like that's not going to make money. That's not going to get him get him places. So he actually started school here as a nursing major, and then. Uh, we used to talk all the time, and he ended up um, uh, changing his major to uh, art and design and marketing. And that was, uh, I think he had to go to school for five years um, because he changed after his freshman year. And he uh, graduated with a degree in, in uh, marketing, I think a minor in art, art and design. But anyways, he he works downtown. Uh, downtown Chicago in a marketing firm he's making like 70 or 80 thousand dollars you know doing exactly whatever what he's always loved doing and that's the part that we're trying to show parents that that if they stick to what they love doing not a job not a title not money but stick to what they love doing the rest of that stuff is going to exactly. fix itself
1: exactly I mean real quickly I do have, I had another student too mom is a nurse from the Philippines and he came in, he's like, yeah, I want to do nursing. A week later after registration, he walks in my office, I, ask, I need to talk to you." I'm him. Like, okay, what's going on? I don't want to do nursing. Nursing is not my passion. Computers is where I'm at. Like, that's what I want to do. I'm like, okay, well, let's sit down, let's talk about it. And he was so scared to talk to his parents about it because they're going to say, I don't make any money, I don't do all these things. I said, well, first, you're going to need to talk to your parents. Because this is big, especially if they're paying for it. You need to talk to them. He's like, okay, okay. Come back, sat down. He's like, did you tell your parents? No, I'm so scared. I'm like, you got to <laughs> tell them. But let's get you switched up. Let's, let's get you into your career field. About a week after we got him switched, he came. He's like, how are you feeling? He's like, oh, 10 times better. I'm doing better in my classes. So, Parents, I would definitely say listen to what your your child
0: wants. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're giving some advice to the student too.
1: Yeah, and that's the one thing that, to students when you find your passion area and you find something that you love stick to it like find a career that you'll love or find the major itself that's close to what you really want to do and go with it like and make sure you're adamant about that with your parents like this mom dad this is what i want to do and i see myself in this type of area i know it doesn't seem like it makes a lot of money or this future but I'm gonna make this future happen, and I feel that at whatever school you go to, I can make this happen because of these things here.
0: Yeah, the uh, the one thing I like to give uh, give students is is trying to who especially those that are trying to figure out what they need to, what they can study and things like that. You know that you always get your your doctors, lawyers, psychologists, accountants. You know things like that, uh, but then you got everyone else. Right. So so I try to use my example as to like I the reason why I wanted to be an accountant, you know, some people ask you, so what do you want to be when you grow up? and You got to answer the question. Well, I always try to ask them the other question. What do you want to do for the rest of your life? Right. And you can't do accounting like that's not fun. Right. But but the reason I wanted to be an accountant was because of what they have. And I've always loved that idea of being able to have my own office always loved the idea of being able to um tell people what to do help them with their money right and then i've always loved the idea of um going like i always like going to weddings and quinceañeras and things like that i like i love wearing a tie um (laughs) and, and all that i like dressing up so that's what when i thought about accounting like that's that's what accountants have they have all of that right but i but I didn't want to be an accountant anymore. So there's nothing bad with the with the field. Uh, there's lots of great accountants out there. It's just there was just a little bit more that I wanted. And now I work in admissions. I'm the director of admissions here, and I have my own office, right? Alex, you got your own office yeah, too. Yeah, my own office. <laughs> uh, I have. Uh, I get to tell people what to do, help them with money, trying to figure out how to pay for college, right? And most importantly, I get to wear a tie every day to work. he's
1: not lying he wears a tie every single day (laughs) i
0: I only wear i that's because you don't wear a tie (laughs) uh, but i love being able to do that i love i remember my first my first uh presentation when my parents still didn't know what i was doing in admissions uh they literally thought i was the mascot still um and i and i invited him to one of my presentations and i presented to a, uh, a group of parents I said, just come just come along and, and uh, come watch. And they saw me in a suit and tie and they're like, wait a minute, what do you do? And it's just a lot of people don't understand that part, right? They don't understand. It's like, wow, I, I'm doing exactly what I've always wanted to do. It's just a different capacity, a different field, different type of different type of thing. But I always try to tell students, if you just stick to your things that you want to do for the rest of your life, whatever you think is important, take the title out of it, take the salary out of it. Take the field out of it. As long as you do what those things that you want to do, then it doesn't matter what those others other things are. Exactly. And then lastly, for the uh, per people so, working with.
1: So for the counselors or anybody that works for, with first-gen students, have that honest conversation with them about what do they want to do and make sure you include their family. Uh, that's the one thing I would tell you. If you can get include their family with it, the more everybody feels involved with it, so the mom, the dad, the family's not in the dark. And um, oh, what are you talking about? Even even if you don't think that the parents don't ask the question, or they're trying to figure it out, kind of like what we said earlier. What What do you mean? Why aren't they talking to me about college? Like I want to understand. That's the chance for you as that advocate for them to really help them. You know. And think outside the box for different types of scholarships for first gen like not just the like typical first gen first gen scholarships or this or that i've talked to multiple students and if they had let's say mom and dad decided to like join the military out of high school that's all they've ever done well there's scholarships out there or their grandparents there's tons of scholarships out there so and the times parents are like i never knew that like why didn't anybody like Nobody tells you. There's nobody knows. It's yeah, so like those yeah. are the kind of things that keep everybody in the same group together. Here's my here's my let's be
0: frank moment to those people working with uh, with first Gents. You have to be patient. You have to be patient with these families. You have to make sure that you include the families mm-hmm. uh, with it. There's so many times where where I hear uh, a lot of people saying it's like, well, they're an adult. They got to figure it out. It's like, well how they have nobody to look up to they have nobody to to give them a role model don't say that mm-hmm. don't say that it's not my job right it's all our it's our job to be able to advance our youth uh, so that we can be better we can be in better hands once we're older right it's our job to to raise them it's our job to role model them you know so i don't say it's not my job don't yeah. say that that I, I that it just takes too much time take the time spend a little bit of time handhold a little bit there's nothing wrong with that so I, I would just I would just say um, I, I would just end it like that it's a you know be patient and think like Alex said think outside the box and, and and just and just talk to people anybody that is anybody that has you know dollars that can go to college sure they can go to college as long as they they do it for the right reasons I believe somebody that doesn't have any money or somebody that that they don't have any uh, any experience in going to college they can go to college too they can have the same exact experience as long as somebody gets gotcha. them from A to Z
1: yeah I, I would also just add one one last little part into it it's a uh, would be you know not every student is the same person it's you know every every student's going to be different when they walk into your office just take the time and listen and as Eric said be patient with them because you're going to be the one that they end up talking about when they come into our office. And we ask them those kind of questions like, well, what did your counselor tell you? I don't know. I didn't listen. I didn't hear from them. You know, we don't want that. We want the counselors that are like, Hey, you know, I'm going to help you. I'm going to reach out. So definitely sit, listen, and be patient with them.
0: All right. So I think that is it for our episode of Let's Be Frank. Uh, We'll see you at the next one. Thanks.